0: No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too – There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The harder this gets, the harder I'll get. That direct quote from this interview sums up this bloke perfectly. Not blessed with the physical tools of many of his peers, he had to play tougher. And boy did he. But who is Craig Fitzgibbon?
1: I'm not sure at the moment, Andy. <laughs> got um plenty of things going on. I'd say obviously a father first and foremost. Um, footy coach. And um, Yeah, I think pretty uh someone privileged about to jump into a Position of consequence. that um, you know, I've been in and around rugby league for my whole life, and love the game, and and love everything that it's um provided for me in my life. So I'm looking forward to the next step of that.
0: Famous footballing surname: good, bad, or didn't matter.
1: Uh, no, it never really mattered. I would now that I'm sitting here, I would say good. I, mm. As a child, I, I never thought that I'd be a, a rugby league coach, but my father was obviously a coach, mm. so. What that ended up doing, I, I think I just said, oh, like from the age of five to now, I'm like 44, I've never done anything other than hang around first grade rugby league sheds. So obviously it's through my childhood all the way up until I started um, playing. My dad was involved and then playing for 14, 15 years and then being coaching for 10 years. So I just don't know any different. Like mm. I, don't, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'd have to definitely say I've come out on the right side of that, that ledger. <laughs>
0: Dad played a range of positions. Played in the nineteen sixty nine Grand Final, centre for the Balmain Tigers. What's he told you about that famous day?
1: Uh, I don't. you know my father? It was very. Um, he's really quiet, like really yeah. quiet, really humble. And you know, I've never had a conversation with him about his career playing wise. Um, stories of uh, stories, like little maybe team members, yep. uh, teammates. Little little snippets of why they were such great people, great men, and then great footy players is probably more our conversation direction. And obviously, um, it's good to have a. He's very unemotional, so he's been mm. been a real good sounding board in a in an unemotional sense. He's not emotionally attached to any of his opinions. So yep. if, if I get one, it's not coming from a, a an angry or a you know an anxious position. It's just always very matter of fact. So he's never never really gone into his own history at all. Obviously it gives me lessons that he's picked up, Yep. But never about himself.
0: You very much like Dad. Have you heard that across your, your lifespan?
1: Uh yeah, now I hear it now. Yeah. Uh, not 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 as a kid, obviously you don't know you don't know the difference, do Yeah. You, really but no now now I do and then um being involved, like I said, in, in the game for so long, there's that's a lot of relationships that you forge over that time. So if you carried from what well, I'm talking about, how long I've been involved in, his his um, his span before that, there's a lot of relationships. So I, I think it's actually helped to know a lot of people involved in the game in a, in a good way. Dad
0: played 42 games for the Tigers, an interstate game for New South Wales, but he probably made his mark in the coaching arena, the inaugural Illawarra Steelers coach may not have meant a whole lot at the time, but now, as we look back, inaugural Steelers coach for a South Coast family—pretty cool to have on the resume. eh?
1: Yeah, you wouldn't. um, Again, like he's never discussed it and he's never gone into it. But when you think about, like, if if, I think we're talking before, say if there's a um, a new team comes in, like a 17th team comes into the competition, you go, "Oh, jeez, that coach is going to be someone." Yeah, pretty. Pretty well equipped for a uh, yep. for a career in coach. And So if you went back all those years to say that he got the first crack at it, and that was, that, I think they they struggled for some time there, mm. the club. But um, ultimately, it's a strong rugby league nursery. So to to have that role bestowed on him would have been that would have been a fair achievement back then. I think.
0: The irony is, as you said, you're starting with the sharks next year, but four seasons with the sharks between 1988 and 1991. To clear it up. Were you the Sharks ball boy? Because I've heard yes, no, and indifferent.
1: Yeah, no, I was. Yeah. yeah. I was, Um, I don't know if I did it very well, but I was definitely there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty cool to have father and son, both at the one club, both coaching.
1: Yeah, a bit of nostalgia there. Uh, had to be, you know, we had, th- we had seven years there totally because he was the assistant to Jack for yep. a number of years there. But I, um, had uh, uh, obviously the seven years, there, the, the ten years I played with the Roosters actually lived in Cronulla, so I, I got a, okay. like a really familiar um, familiarity with the area. So also talking to people, uh, like, you know, Robot was one. Like I'd had to be clear that I wasn't taking a role just for nostalgia's sake. I wasn't yep. it? Wasn't um? It wasn't just a blind. Um, emotional decision. I, I jumped into it. I think the club's in a good spot, but yeah, it definitely had its advantages. Knowing mm. they had a history there, and um, you know, they did—they did quite well there in eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and 90 I'd be—it's a fair fair bar that we've got to raise the club, and I'm looking forward to that challenge.
0: You're a monster of a bloke physically, one that doesn't appear huge on TV for whatever reason. About six-three, I guess you would have played it. 104, 105 kilos. Was back row always the spot for you as a young fella? I was,
1: well, I was definitely not 104, 105 kilos. A couple of rolls of strap and tape and pads helped that That come across <laughs> Andy. I think um, I've uh, always been hammered for being too skiddy my whole life. I still am now. And the boys at the Roosters are always... It's not
0: an issue I've them. ever uh, had, sadly. Nah,
1: they uh, they laugh at me, the boys the Roosters. They're thinking about Orbe right now, but he's forever staring at me saying, how the hell did you play rugby league? Like, Look at you. <laughs> um, so, no, I I, you know, I varied. I did get up around over – I did get up over 100 for a little while. Okay. I don't think I played very well. Then I was sort of varied between – anything. I finished at about 96, 97. Wow. But I was sort of – my best footy was like 98, 100 kilos, sort of anything yeah. in around there. But I finished a little bit leaner. And um, I uh, – yeah, I think the, the thing I would say is the – not being that way inclined, it had its advantage uh, yep. size-wise because I'd struggle the first physically, like struggled early in games, but I always had a decent motor. So I felt like once everyone got tired, then you yep. sort of become equally matched. And the game, the game's actually moving to a bit more mobility and a bit
0: more, yeah,
1: bit more that way now. So, uh, but definitely having having a, a lighter frame. Got to pay tax on those collisions at some yeah. point, and I'm paying it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's wind the clock back, mate. Saturday, March 28, 1998, debut day. It was at the Wollongong Showground, as it was turned against the defending ARL premiers, Newcastle. You played lock. What stands out for the day?
1: I went surfing that morning, and I, I thought uh, I thought Brad Mackay, because Brad Mackay was the lock yeah. at the time, and he was always playing. And what happened was I Ways were really good. I went surfing and maybe maybe a little bit too long in the water, so I would have said I was at a decent level of dehydration. But I'd rocked up to the ground and I was sitting in the sunshine of the southern stand where in the afternoon sun and thinking, you know, I'm nervous, obviously, like terrified. Yep. It would be probably more the point. And then Andrew Farrell walked up to me and he just grabbed my shoulder and he said, mate, you're starting. Brad McCoy's sick. Oh, I remember just going, oh, my God. Look, I just... Missed it. I you know. I never. I took everything too casually. Then I never. From that point on, I was always pretty diligent with my preparation. But that was a uh, that was a lesson. And man, I remember looking at that Knights team. Like they had, uh Paul Harrigan and uh, the Johns boys, Robbie o. Davis, Adam McDougall. Those guys were flying. Yeah. At, at the time, and just the f- sheer physical stature. Like if I finished it. 96 kilo. I would have been 93, 94 kilos by the time I started then. So same height, you can imagine. There wasn't <laughs> much wasn't much substance in the frame.
0: I would imagine some of those Newcastle Fords, the Harrigans, the Tony Butterfields, the Billy Pedens, the Wayne Richards, they probably didn't like rookies and debutantes all that much. It was a fair initiation.
1: I de- developed some footwork pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Footwork and a short pass, I want to save me, I
0: This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. 20 games that year for the Steelers. That would suggest that you settled in pretty well, pretty easily, and you handled the transition well. Odd question, but what was harder, the on-field transition to first grade or the new life off the field, the the media, the photos, the autographs, the recognition, the, that certain level of stardom that appears in literally 80 minutes because you are now a first-grade player?
1: Yeah, uh, it was – that was subtle for me. Like, I, I wasn't – no one was waiting for me to come along. I wasn't mm. – um, I, was, I was a late developer, I'd have thought. Uh, so, yeah, whilst you, you you grow up and you want to be an NRL player and you dream of it and mm. all that stuff and you think that that's going to be a fun part. It's very uncomfortable Like to, yep. to be – I also like to be left alone quite a bit. Yes. It's rushed into it quickly, but it was um, – Probably come the more of that stuff come a bit later. Like okay. for me, but definitely did did shift there. But you also want that so badly that that's part of it, so yeah. you accept it. But it's um it's a dream. It was more the I was more overwhelmed with the actual footy stuff, like was I ready and was I not? And yep. I've got to say, um Andrew Farrah for me was always a great supporter and yep. whilst I might have well, I might have not been ready like ready physically and I might have not been At the standard I wanted to be or would be, he still supported me and kept picking me through that year, so I've always held a high level of respect for him.
0: At the end of that season, the Illawarra Steelers would morph into the St George Illawarra Dragons, a crazy time in rugby league. What do you remember of the time, the confusion, the angst, the unknown?
1: i will probably go... Probably go to the like the level of preparation and standards that I was at then or mm. I just was going along for the ride and I didn't realise that it was such a big deal. We had literally like the, a club, you get chopped in half and I'd join another club. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of guys that I'd grown up with and grown up playing with, that stopped like pretty quickly. Yep. I had an enormous sense of achievement that I was one of the 12 players that got selected. Mm. So on one hand I was like, it's really excited, nervous, yep. and, and I've got to think what you, if you looked at it now. If that happened now, to for what the club, the coaching staff, and everyone got to to get to a grand final in that first year, like that's that, that's pretty remarkable. Eh? Like if you if you break it down now. At the time I just wasn't When you're young And you're starting mm. you're, you're just not aware of that You're not aware of what People are going through You're not aware yeah. of what Your teammates are You're just not aware of it You're just doing your best To, to hang in there And get yeah. a crack And just fighting For everything you've got So I, I missed a lot of that Going through it Like all those You know those things You're talking about But by now I look back at it And I suddenly sort of think Oh god That was um That was a yeah. hell of a year They're
0: two metres from the line Kamali Puts the kick over the
1: cross. there's a try coming, Craig Smith, Craig Smith has put it down, has he put it down legally, was he onside, did he get it down? What about the high tackle from Ainskine? Here we go,
0: he gets the ball first, gets hit around the head and drops the football, what to do, what does the video ref do, does he award a penalty try? Well can you be absolutely certain that Craig Smith would have scored? No, oh yeah! Yeah, that's a penalty try.
1: I think you'll find that Bill Harrigan is
0: about to make one of the biggest calls ever been made. Ray, a penalty try. The conversion is out where the try is scored. If it had been an eight-point try, they'd have had a kick in front of the posts. So, so is he given the he's given the penalty try or the eight-point try? Yep, now, penalty try. He's given a quick. penalty try. Many would suggest the 1989. Grand final was the most heartbreaking of all time. You'd made a case for the 1999 grand final being the most heartbreaking. Does that still haunt?
1: Yeah, again, like, just the the gravity of losing a grand final, no, at that time. Mm. Now, yes, like, just at the time, like, I was just happy to be there. I yeah. was just thrilled to be there. But I do clearly remember the effect it had on the senior guys, you know, um, oh. that have been... Yeah, you know, legends. Legends of either club that um, the devastation it had on them that, uh, that that's clear to me. I do I do distinctly remember how much that hurt those guys, and I was hurt. Like I was obviously clearly upset. We'd missed the those a season long effort, F- yep. energy had gone into it, and then yeah, I lost a few more after that, and now you just like. Gosh, it's so hard to win a grand final. Yeah. It's so hard to get everything right. And we got so close that yeah, you go, ooh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Why only a year at the Dragons? Why the Roosters? Was it a financial decision or a preference?
1: No, finance finance come into it. Um, but not definitely wasn't the contributing mm. factor. Like I didn't sign with the Roosters until three or four days after the grand final. So mm. usually you know you're off contract yeah. for your whole year. Uh, I was negotiating with the Dragons throughout the course of that year, and then I was just, just lucky. I was look. I'm just going to be. Able, I was down the pecking order there. Like I yep. Just it was. It is what it is. I, I was behind a few guys. I thought I was playing well enough to to stay in the team. And yeah. what happened? Well, I got dropped for a semi, and yep. realised how close I was. And then got dropped. That hurt. Now what happened was yeah. in that semi, an injury happened. So I got back into the team and played those games. But I had, on one hand, I was down the pecking and order and and guys who were on long term, good quality players, like really good players. Yep. So there's definitely no, um, I'm not judging where I was or, or at that mm. time or anything like that. I just was, the reality was I was down the pecking and order and yep. I was going to stay there. And then I was, you know, that we had that discussion as well. Would, would I get a, an opportunity? And that was going to be hard. Mm. But I offered a, a one year contract, and I just the Roosters come in and said, You'll start, you'll play back row, and here's a couple of years and and more money. So, I, look, the, the money was 100% the last piece of the puzzle. I just wanted to play. I'd started playing in our know, week in, week out. Yeah. I'd had a good run of games. So I felt like I was up to the standard finally after two years of sort of wobbling, um, <laughs> wobbling my way through. Yeah. felt like I'd showed enough to, to warrant that. And I wanted it so bad that I wasn't going to sit back and, Potentially miss that yep. The only thing I would say now is uh, I should have I could have Shown more fight And stuck around But I, I was going to the Roosters Like they had I don't think I need to name the players Yeah that's like right I was going to the, uh, A top Like a Premiership um, Threatening position yeah. and And to start And kick goals And And, and No one ever guarantees a position mm. But They more or less said We are signing You to do that And then With the Dragons It was like we. Well, sure where you'll be sort of thing. So I don't, I I don't, there's no, I have no grudge about that or anything like that. Like it hurt at the time, but I I don't blame, I don't blame the club for the position they were in then either. Like the guys were ahead of me. It's just, just, they'd earned their spot and deserved that spot and I hadn't, but I wanted it. Hello
0: legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings, and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. If you're interested, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Now back to the interview. It ended up being a great move. Four grand finals in five years and a career of happiness. In anyone's terms, the success on the field was special. It's a team that I actually don't think gets the recognition it deserves when talking the really great sides of the modern era. Because you look through this footy side, footy club, the Roosters, in the early thousands, it was a great lineup.
1: Yeah, we, um, well, 100%, like... We had Freddie. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we uh, we had we had a um, if you when we started that era, you wouldn't have looked at it and gone, "We well, were capable of what we did." Mm-hmm. But what happened was with uh, we had just the perfect mix of uh, playmakers and match winners. Yep. And just like soldiers, just guys that were um, all going to do whatever it took mm-hmm. every week, no matter what, to win. And um, our role was really simple, just. We fulfill our duties in our particular positions and and go as hard as we can and Freddie and Wingy and Minnie and those guys are just gonna ice it. So yeah. um it was a simple formula, but it was all based around hard work, um effort, fitness and defence.
0: What made this group of blokes so successful?
1: Uh the one, the that same team, yeah. Just that that the ethic attached to it, like okay. the, the the ethic, the hard work. Like nothing's just won't you won't win for an extended period of time if you're not willing to go hard. And we um we had a good time. like we we partied out mm-hmm. at the time everyone was, and when I say partied out, I mean what well, we just we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. But we never did we compromise the footy,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you can get lost in that fun time a little bit. Mm. And, um, we talk about a bit as coaches, where he, he's a byproduct of playing good footy and being, as you asked me before, in the limelight a little bit. Yep. Status, bit of recognition. There's a the limelight you can get lost in that. You can that can be the enjoyable part of being an NRL player. Yep. But we never compromised the footy. Like whatever yeah. we did and played, it was Monday morning. That was probably the leadership qualities of Freddie too and Rico and like we we might have had a good time, but we walked in Monday morning. We are ready to go again, and we'll stop at nothing. And Ricky, Ricky, uh, and the coach and stuff at that time really facilitated that. Yep. And, um, you know, I don't think that was a, really any different to um, feel like every NRL club is doing the same thing. I don't know, it was, but when you get just those elements like right, as well as some some star qualities, it's a good formula.
0: Elite athletes mentally are different from the rest of us in many ways. Their levels of expectation, the bar. You set for yourselves individually and as a group. Are you more proud of the premiership at the Roosters, or more pissed off at the losses or what you would consider missed chances?
1: Uh no, uh, the the premiership. Like, yeah, no, I, I'd say so, it's so hard to win. Yeah, I mean, it's you got to have, you got to have like those things. I've just told you in a couple of sentences what well, made us great, but there's mm. a lot more to it. There's yep. a lot of people a lot of people involved in that other than the coaches and the players that get stuff right. There's a lot of people in those players and, and coaches and staffs' families that have to get things right. Yeah. Like, it's like a just a host of things. The club needs to be well-governed. Um, and Obviously, there's momentum involved in those runs where you know, even just the positivity around the entire club with sponsors, yep. with crowds, with, you know, there's just all the elements come into it. We just got to make sure we deliver on our end, but there's the people behind it. Um, so hard to do. So to do it once, I'm thrilled with that. And we got so bloody close on those other occasions. And, you know, look at, I think that's, go back to the Dragons one is probably what made it such a remarkable achievement to do mm. that so quickly. Like your yeah, clubs will sculpt and shape themselves towards it over a long period of time, right? Mm. Yeah. Dragons had one preseason and nearly got it right.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone that knows Ricky Stewart well has a Ricky intensity or a Ricky blow-up story. What's yours? <laughs>
1: um, oh, there's a few. Couple, couple I walked into I deserve. I think they're um – Probably the funniest one. Hey? I I remember we had this thing called the Sweatbox where it was like the video room. at went worth parking you know, and we trained in between yep. uh, where the, the greyhound track was. That's right. Little office block over of the other side. This little demand block and we'd go upstairs and we'd all be sardine into this room, probably this size. Little projector up and um he was he was going ham like one day and I mean like letting us have it and um. It was it was Chris Walker. He's at the teenager you know, character. Chris Walker and <laughs> Sticky's out there blowing up, and he's like, and "Mate, because Texas is Chris's nickname, yeah. right?" And he goes, "In Texas, because every time you pick that ball up and run, my effing heart is in my f- <laughs> mouth like that." And then Chris Walker goes, "Me too." <laughs> 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 and um, Mate, he lost it. Ricky lost it. He laughed so hard. He just it oh, was, it was like such a moment. We laughed so hard. At it. He couldn't not, even he was yeah. in the middle of an intensity moment, but even he had to go, yeah, got me.
0: <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal, and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Watch drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.